All right, and welcome to Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. I'm your co-host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody is having a fantastic uh, weekend, this beautiful Sunday. Uh, the weather is just fine here in the beautiful state of Kentucky. If you're new here uh, and you haven't done so yet, hit that follow or subscribe button. We are on every single platform that you can think of, including, and we're proud to say this now, including iHeartRadio. They just accepted us. Uh, for those podcasters out there that listen to the show, you guys know how hard it is to get in with that group, and uh, we have finally done it. Uh, we do drop new episodes here every Monday and Friday. And, yes, I know today is Sunday, but if you failed, and shame on you if you did, to listen to the last episode that was uploaded yesterday, I did explain what happened on Friday. There's some technical uh, issues. You wouldn't believe the technical issues we've had today as well, but we're still here. We're going to make it happen. Uh, also, for you that uh, like to listen to the uh, news or uh, stay up to date on politics, I do host a show called the Red Pill Current News Podcast. And a new episode, that's also on every platform. Uh, and new episodes drop there every single uh, Wednesday and Saturday. All right, so let's get to uh, some exciting news, all right? So we do have uh, uh, Don Mattingly on the uh, line with us. He is the brand-new co-host of Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. And also, uh, he's the creator and co-host uh, of the Uncaged Voices podcast that you can find on Twitch or any other platform. Hey, Don, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for the warm welcome to Kentucky guy. I am so happy to be here. This is this is great. Yes, and uh, we've gotten to know each other through the uh, technical issues. <laughs> so, uh, I was, I was going to say the third time is the charm. We tried Riverside. We tried, we tried Restream. Now we're trying Anchor. <laughs> yeah, and uh, basically, folks, uh, what we're trying to do is uh, we want to move into, uh, I, I think Don uh, agrees with me, I, I believe that the podcast, uh, the video podcast, is going to be the way of the future, and uh, we're trying to move in uh, into that area. But Don, since this is your actual first time, it's not the first time we've recorded, <laughs> but your first time on actually live on the show, uh, can you go ahead and give us uh, the audience a little bit of background about our new co-host. Happy to. My name is Don Manigley. Uh, you can uh, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. On Instagram, I actually go under the handle uh, Donny Cage two two three, inspired by my favorite video game character. And uh, I started the Uncaged Voice podcast a little over a year ago. Uh, it had a different name when it started out, but as every uh, podcast goes, things evolve over time. And I have two other amazing co-hosts. One of which is. Uh, Top Tier Brian, who hosts the podcast currently on his Twitch channel. So definitely follow him, especially if you are into gaming. And, you know, me, I am a Philadelphia born and raised guy. And I, I love film and media and sports and especially some wrestling. <laughs> now, uh, guys, I tell you, he's being a little bit modest. If you get a chance, check out his podcast, Uncaged Voices, because uh, there is uh, if you like sports and I'm a sports guy. If you like sports like I do, uh, you're gonna you're gonna love this podcast from what I've listened to so far, and it does have a little sprinkle of uh, wrestling in there as well. So uh, our die hard die hard wrestling fans, 
uh, be sure to check that out as well. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Uh, did want to mention that we do have a special guest uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's episode. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how Don's schedule is going to look, but if uh, not, we'll definitely get the special guest on here. I cannot remember his name because uh, uh, I had it all wrote down and yeah, technical difficulties. I lost it, but anyways, it's all good. <laughs> so uh, Don, What'd you think about SmackDown, buddy? Uh, that was the latest show. Uh, we don't usually get to talk about SmackDown uh, on the Friday show, so let's start there. Well, well, I got to say, even though I didn't get a chance to catch the the full episode, I did catch the closing segment. And my God, I got to tell you, that, that has gotten the whole wrestling world talking the way it ended. And I got to give the new creative team huge props for pulling this off just shocking the entire world with the way SmackDown ended. It is a great way, great way to shake things up. Yeah, Karrion Cross, uh, he is a beast. And, uh, yeah, uh, that surprised me even. I, I, I had no idea that, uh, I mean, he was Killer Cross, uh, what was it, last weekend at the uh, Rick Flair match event. At StarCast 5, yeah. Yeah, so that, that really shocked me. I didn't, I didn't, and his wife uh, is back with them too. So, uh, yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, Triple H, uh, who's taking the helms of creative, uh, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely looking to shake it up, and I like it. I love it. I mean, don't, don't misunderstand me. I was super pumped to see Drew Drew McIntyre finally get his shot in his home country at Clash at the Castle. I mean, it's been a long time coming. He hasn't held a belt in quite a while. He's finally earned his way to the top and is going to get that shot at the Tribal Chief and, and hopefully win it in front of thousands of people in his home country. Okay. Looking forward to it. Okay, so first of all, my friend, all right, Drew McIntyre hasn't earned anything. He beat Sheamus, but, you know, and Drew McIntyre, he can't even – they're wasting, I hope, and I'm praying that they add uh, Cross to this pay-per-view or else they're wasting the main event of the pay-per-view. Drew McIntyre, sir, I'm sorry, but he can't even lace Roman Reigns' wrestling boots. Come on. The Tribal Chief and Drew McIntyre, the bloodline, they're going to bring home the gold once again. And once again, I, I might not even watch the pay-per-view if they don't do some changes because – that's going to be such a flat, boring match. Uh, it's going to be a wash. Well, uh, you know, some people have been saying that. I'm not entirely convinced that you're correct. I think we could potentially be in for a surprise. Maybe, uh, maybe crown a new champion. You, ne- you never know because let's 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 not forget now. Drew McIntyre, when he won his first WWE Championship, beat the Beast Brock Lesnar. He slayed the Beast. Now, granted, he did it in an empty arena due to COVID, but. He still has that notch on his belt, that accomplishment in his career. And yes, of course, Roman Reigns has done the same thing now and has proven himself to be a very dominant champion. But all good things must come to an end, and and it it could be the end for the Tribal Chief coming up. Okay, Don. So, yeah, so he beat Brock Lesnar. I'll give you that, all right? But, my friend, if you remember on the uh, Champions vs. Champions match, Roman Reigns destroyed him. (laughs) <laughs> destroyed Drew McIntyre in that match. So, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, maybe we'll just move on to another subject. <laughs> uh, so uh, what did you, uh, did you get a chance to uh, watch uh, SummerSlam at all? 
I did. I got to see the the entire premium live event from start to finish. Awesome. So we'll get to Bailey's new faction in here in just a moment. But uh, what did you think about the uh, Bianca Belair and the uh, Becky Lynch match? Well, Becky and Bianca never disappoint whenever they whenever they set foot in the ring. They're both super talented, really over with the crowd. There was a lot of athleticism on display in this match. A couple cool-looking KODs. You know, Becky uh, did get a little banged up during the match, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit more after. But then what happened was very interesting at the end. And again, for those of you who haven't seen it, I'm sorry to spoil it, but Bianca did retain the Raw Women's title. And after at the end of the match... I saw something I didn't think I was going to see. I saw some sportsmanship between the two of them. They embraced Becky almost, you know, just accepted the fact that on this night, Bianca was better than her. And, I mean, this was really the culmination of a one-year storyline that started last year at SummerSlam when Becky Lynch had her big heel turn and beat Bianca Belair in record time. So to see it come full circle and to see this sign of respect between the two of them, I I like it. It was a nice nice surprise. <laughs> uh, uh... Maybe I need to uh, drug test my co-hostess. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, come on. That, that, the ending of that match, uh, when Becky Lynch shook and hugged Bianca Belair, I got literally sick to my stomach. I mean, there's no place for that. Becky has made such a good heel, and there's no way that Bianca Belair and her big old ponytail uh, should have ever won that match. Uh, I, I don't even think that I think she needs to go back to NXT for a while and uh, to, to make things worse before I get I know you'll have a comment on that but to make things worse here comes Bailey in her new faction and they step up and finally I'm thinking man finally uh, this old ponytail girl is going to get what she's got coming to her and uh, here comes Becky Lynch sticking her nose in Ugh, what is the problem with that I think the problem is that is that big time Bex just uh, just ran her course, and it's time for the man, Becky Lynch, to once again come to the forefront and show people why she got over in the first place because of that hard work and that determination and perseverance, and and that attitude that all right, you know, I'm I'm out for myself, but I'm still going to embrace the love from the fans here, and when someone earns my respect in the ring, I'm going to show them respect. Yeah, I think that's silly. I, I think they need to do not, not do that with her. They're ruining uh, the character. Now, you did foremention that uh, she did get banged up uh, with her uh, arm uh, during the match. Uh, yeah. And on Raw, uh, Bailey and her faction took her out. And I, you know what I say? I say, good for them. What do you say, good sir? Well, I mean, some people would say it was a, it was a smart uh, tactic on their part to take out one of their uh, one of their biggest obstacles in the in their path to t- to going after Bianca Belair. I say that it was an, an act of cowardice. Personally, it's like, oh yeah, well anybody can sneak attack someone backstage. Let's sit, let's see what you could do when you're actually in the ring in a fair contest against the man. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I personally think Becky should have. She should be the fourth member of Bailey's faction. She should. I, I think it would have worked out if she had got back in that ring at SummerSlam and act like she did, and then all of a sudden just clobbered Bianca Belair from the back, like in the back of the head, and then all four of them. 
you you've got to admit that would have been a better storyline than the way it ended. A much better storyline. I mean, it, it certainly would have been shocking. It would have gotten the would have gotten the world talking. I think the only issue I would have had with that is I feel like Bailey is not someone who likes to share the spotlight with, with anyone. You know, she considers herself better than everybody else, and her and Becky sort of like co-leading that group. I I don't know. I just I just don't see it. Yeah, uh, and, and I can I definitely you know what I understand that point absolutely. Uh, but Bailey is uh, I mean she's the role model man. Uh, I am so glad she's back. And uh, uh, Dakota Kai, I was a big fan of hers in NXT. Uh, Underutilized talent, no question. Absolutely. Uh, Just like uh, Killian Cross, who just came back. Uh, Champa on Raw, uh, fantastic. He's got a shot uh, at the United States Championship. I think it's about time. I think they've given it to that little punk theory way too many times. Uh, And uh, I, I just... I really think, uh, you know, like you mentioned, I, I think that uh, creative is in the right hands, and uh, we're just going to see more and more uh, positive things. And honestly, you brought up a good point. You, you name dropped Theory a second ago, and you bring up an interesting point, which is that he sort of felt very much under the Vince Mc, McMahon regime, like he was the chosen one to basically become the next big breakout star. There's no question the kid has a lot of talent, but he's only 24 years old. It's like, give him time to grow. Let him work in the mid card a bit longer. Maybe maybe touch the main event scene a little bit every now and then. But this whole we got to hot shot him into the world title picture. It, to me, I don't buy it at all yet. I, yeah. I feel like I, this this kid's got to grow a lot before he's ready for the main event. You know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think his character was that good on NXT. Uh, I actually thought uh, when he was with uh, uh, Johnny Wrestling and uh, that crew. And then he left for a long time. I thought that they released him. And then he comes back one day on NXT. And then it's like the next week he's on the main roster. Uh, yeah, he's done. Vince McMahon's gone. I think I think uh, he's done. But your boy uh, that you were just talking about, Drew McIntyre, he was the same way. Vince McMahon had chosen him the first go around in the WWE. And, uh, you know, we've seen how that worked, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I can't argue with that. That that was uh, that was definitely a run that was not handled properly. And you know, you could say a little too a little, little too much for Drew at that time in his career. You know, definitely when he came back, he had a certain level of confidence that he didn't have during his first run. You know, his time away in Impact uh, Wrestling and other companies it benefited him. Yep, yep, I do agree with that. Uh, I think that, uh, and you know, the difference between Drew and theory is theory has a lot of indie uh, experience he was on the indie scene for a very long time down there in georgia and uh he, he's got a lot of experience uh and don't get me wrong he we're supposed to not like him right i mean that 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 was the whole character and persona yeah. that built around him the selfies and all that stuff um i just uh, I, I think it was too early uh and the push was way too much uh, had a uh, former uh, indie wrestler uh, on here as a guest not too long ago that personally knows Theory, and uh, he's all he's all oh he was pumped up. He's like, man, he's going to win the title, and I'm going to be there for it in SummerSlam, and you know. Uh, so I guess Theory has motivated a lot of independent wrestlers. Uh, he's a former independent wrestler, by the way, uh, yeah. former pro, and uh, uh, but I I guess he's uh, inspired a lot, and I think that's cool. 
I do because uh, sure. I, I I think that wrestling doesn't get a fair shake a lot of times, especially in the indies. I love indie wrestling. I watch it all the time. Uh, and then I watch some of the brands that a lot of people haven't even heard of, like MFW and New Japan Wrestling and what have you, yeah. uh, just because I'm a fan of the sport. And that is my release. You know what I mean? Uh, after a long, long day like today, <laughs> going and watching a couple matches, that's my release. So, for sure. Uh, and uh, so, um, let's see here. Uh, so Montez Ford and Dawkins are still a team. When is Montez Ford going to wake up, stop playing games, and bust Dawkins in the face? And go and be a single competitor and uh, win a championship. This guy is, uh, Dawkins is holding him back and has been for a long time now. What do, what do you think about these two? You know, I don't want to go so far as to say that I feel like Dawkins has been holding him back because I do think these guys are really over with the fans and people want to see them challenge for the tag titles. You know, there's no question you can't just keep doing Street Profits versus the Usos a thousand times. It's going to get old after a while. But I mean, I mean, I don't want to use it by the phrase say like Angelo Dawkins is holding Montez Ford back. Montez Ford's got to grab, has, has to take control of his own, uh, of his own path in WWE. And, you know, they could very easily do the whole breakup angle where Montez Ford blindsides Angelo and they, and they go their separate ways. But, you know, there's also nothing wrong with them doing an amicable split, just, you know, a la like the, the Dudley boys in 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 2002 when they were drafted to different brands, you know, they didn't have this, this bitter breakup. It was just kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to be on raw and you're going to be on SmackDown and, you know, we'll, we'll reunite a, a, another day again. You know, there's nothing wrong with an amicable split. Yeah. I just think that, uh, I think once they split Dawkins is done, I don't think they'll, they'll last in the WWE. Um, he's got some athleticism. There's no doubt about that. I can't take that away from the guy. He just doesn't have any charisma. He, he just he, he can't do promos on his own, and uh, I just don't see him as a single competitor. Now, if he was to join, like, the Alpha Academy with Gable and the other guy, uh, yeah. pretty cool, you know. Interesting. Interest, interesting thought there. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a big guy, and he's very athletic. I mean, he can fly over the rings and everything. Uh, he's just uh, – he needs that other person. He needs that uh, – uh, kind of like when Brock Lesnar first started and he needed Paul Heyman uh, to talk on the mic for him. Uh, that, that's what he needs. He needs that, not a manager, but he needs a, he needs a partner, tag team partner. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, look at the Usos, the best tag team in the world, you know, and uh, the blood, uh, the best faction uh, there ever was, hands down, uh, with my tribal chief. Uh, so, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, if they're going to keep them, they're going to have to place them somewhere. It, 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 and that's just my opinion. What do you think? I think we have to take more of a wait-and-see approach. I don't necessarily think the Street Profits have run their course just yet. I think they've got a little bit more to accomplish. Uh, do, do I see Montez Ford one day becoming a single star? He's absolutely got the potential to, to get there. I mean, the way the guy has also not only improved his mic skills, but his uh, – you know, his look has, has improved. Uh, they, they made a comment, I know, uh, back on when the Money in the Bank pay-per-view aired. They said, uh, you know, he looks like he's put on about 20 pounds of muscle in the last couple of months. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've noticed a difference. So 
he definitely wants to he's been catching the eye of the higher ups in the company and they definitely see him as a future star. Yeah. I just, I don't want to see Angelo Dawkins get totally lost in the shuffle because then you would have another, you know, like Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty scenario where Shawn Michaels goes off and becomes, you know, a mega star in the sport. And Marty Jannetty, despite being really talented is pretty much forgotten about. Yep. Yep. I agree. And uh, so, but here's the thing. Okay. Let's, uh, I'm going to use an example. Now you do watch AEW. You don't, I know you don't like it as much as WWE, but you do like, you yeah. know a little bit about it, right? You're tracking the product. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me, let me give you an example why I think waiting to split these two up and letting Montez Ford uh, go off by himself is a mistake. All right. So we're going to go back about two years ago. All right. And we had the tag team champions at that time in AEW was Kenny Omega and hangman, hangman page yeah right okay then they split up and uh hangman page is really over really over kind of like montez ford is right now and kenny omega actually wins the uh aw championship from john moxley right now right then and there where uh hangman page was so over they should have had him fight and take the title from Kenny Omega. And I'm not talking about right away, but within, you know, that went on for a few months, right? Because uh, he was so over. When he finally did, after Kenny Omega went through Danielson and, and what have you, all these other wrestlers, and when he finally did win the title, right? He disappeared for a while, then he come back. And when he finally won, nobody cared. It, it, it wasn't like, he, he wasn't over as much as, he was at that time. They missed that timing. Timing's everything in wrestling. And I think sure. now Montez Ford, it's his time. And I think it, I think they've got a small window, like every great wrestler does, to make that final push to get him into the title picture. I know you can be a great wrestler and never have a title. There's been hundreds of them. But uh, this guy here, the push that I see them wanting to do with him, they need to they need to get on the ball in my field. If they don't do it in the next month, I think they really blew uh, a, a golden opportunity, in my opinion. Well, I, I guess I guess they 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 take a couple approaches to it, which is one, like you said, just do the traditional street profits, you know, implode and they and they and they break up and everything. Which the way I see it is, again, I'm just thinking from a creative perspective. What would work better is you, you could still have the street profits break up, but to me. Montez Ford is really over with the crowd. It's like you don't have to go full-blown. We have to make him into a heel. It's like the Street Profits could just have a simple, you know, have a miscommunication in a match, and then they have this big break-apart brawl and everything at the end where you've got, like, officials running out, and two of them are ready to tear into each other pretty much. Because I actually think, because he's more over, that if you were going to split them up and have them feud briefly, that maybe Angelo Dawkins could work better as the heel because he's the less charismatic guy. And you get Montez Ford, it gets the crowd behind him and everything. Because if you do the opposite, like you said, Angelo Dawkins is just going to, is just going to fade away and be completely, completely forgotten about. Yeah. If everybody's expecting Montez Ford to turn on Angelo Dawkins and it's the opposite that happens, that would probably be more shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think though, if he did turn on Dawkins, he'd still be over. He'd be one of these guys who, because uh, he can make you care, right? So he'd be another like Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, The Rock when The Rock turned heel. Uh, yep. 
still made people care and, you know, went over. Stone Cold Steve Austin, God knows how many times he done it. <laughs> and I'm uh, sure. still over with the crowd, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with Dawkins, you know, hitting him. I, they just need to get him out of that situation uh, and stop stop carrying around that stupid cup and stop saying you want to smoke. If you want to smoke, go smoke a cigarette, you know. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> boy, a lot of things going on. What a time to be a fan in the wrestling world. Um, so let's switch over to, let's switch over, if you don't mind, uh, let's switch over to uh, the uh, AEW part because uh, we do have a lot of fans. By the way, guys, as far as contacting me and uh, uh, Don, I've already, he already knows this. We've talked about it. Uh, this, you, this audience is amazing. Uh, how you guys are starting to actually send emails because I'm telling you, I've been doing social media a long, long time, uh, YouTube, TikTok, and and what have you, and hardly anybody ever, ever, like subscribers send emails, and you guys are doing a phenomenal job. Now, we do answer you all, you know, right away and, uh, you know, and keep in touch, but if you ever want to contact the show uh, uh, for either uh, – uh, Don or myself, or you just maybe want to be a guest one day with us, uh, you can do that the same way. That's OLKentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's OLKentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. Yeah, let's, so let's switch over to AEW for just a moment. And I'd love to know your thoughts. I know my thoughts. I think it's ridiculous, but I'd love to know your thoughts. What's your opinion of an intermediate title? I absolutely hate the phrase interim champion, intermediate champion, whatever you want to call it, because, you know, they have this thing right now where CM Punk won the title from Hangman Page, speaking of Hangman Page, and got injured in a match later that week, had to relinquish the title. They come out and they say, well, he's technically still going to be the champion, but we're going to crown an interim champion in the meantime which makes no sense at all. If you, you have to go out with an injury, it's called you relinquish the title and someone else wins the, wins the belt and becomes the champion. And then if you want to come back so many months later and work your way back into the championship picture, that's fine. But this whole idea, well, we're just going to keep the belt on ice until you come back. I am just not a fan of that approach at all. Yeah, I'm not either. Here's the thing. Here's what they could have done. Very, very easy, right? They could have said, okay, CM Punk's still the champion. Uh, John Moxley uh, won this tournament, and he is uh, next in line. He's the number one contender. Here's a belt. He can still represent us as a company, uh, as a champion, you know, on commercials and what have you. But this guy, is at, they're actually defending this, <laughs> this title like it means something. Uh, and all it really means is if you have the title, you're the number one contender to face CM Punk when he comes back. Exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, Warlow, uh, I don't know if you guys seen this or if you if you had a chance to watch that, but when they had that uh, uh, Battle Royal, uh, when they first started the tournament for the interim uh, title, uh, Warlow come out there and said, yeah, I've been asked uh, why uh, I wasn't in, a, in the Battle Royal. He goes, it's pretty, and don't get me wrong, I don't like this goofball, but he goes, it's pretty simple. He goes, the champion's not here. Like, he actually called him out. He goes, I'll just wait till CM Punk comes back, the real champion. <laughs> I thought that was great. I, I mean, I, I mean, I can't argue with that. And honestly, like, I, 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 I disagree with you on Wardlow. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of his matches, but what I have seen, I think the guy's got. I think he's got upside. He definitely has a marketable look. 
can say what you want about his uh, about his promos or whatever, but he's definitely got a marketable look. He kind of reminds me a lot of Batista during during his days, to be perfectly honest. Like he's a guy who was in the shadow of someone else. He was their hired muscle, but now he's trying to break out on his own and make a big impression. I mean, I think he's got. I think he definitely has upside. He's the TNT champion now, uh, and uh, I'm just waiting for uh, MGF to come back and take that title from him. <laughs> well, we don't know. If, speaking of MJF, I mean, we don't know if he's uh, coming back at all. I mean, is he is he working all of us right now, or is he or is he gone for good? He's just going to sit out the rest of his contract before he goes and signs a big fat contract with WWE. You know, that's a very good question, and I'm going to tell you my thoughts on that. I thought that uh, when he first started this, I thought it was a shoot. I thought it was real real like and i'm still not convinced it's not but when he first started this i I, everything everything that happened behind the scenes and the uh intel i was getting from the dirt sheets and all this that it was real it was a shoot right it was real uh when he done the pipe bomb thing kind of like cm punk did uh years ago in wwe uh and he uh actually cussed on air and called out his boss and said fire him I thought it became a work then, but none of his stuff. I mean, he's not on the roster. None of his, uh, I mean, we're talking like he's losing, the company's losing a whole lot of money right now. And I mean, if they're doing a work, I mean, man, they're sticking to it because like you can't, you can't find on their website, uh, like his memorabilia, you can't find action figures, nothing. I mean, you can buy that stuff at Walmart. Who can't? But I'm talking about like the official site official stuff and uh like i said man if they're doing if they're if they're still doing a work uh whew, man they're dedicated right right now i'm convinced that it's a work uh, and they're just really really getting dedicated to it that's 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 my opinion because you know again you mentioned cm punk if you think you turn the clock back to 2011 after he beat john cena for the wwe championship and then disappeared from television we were led to believe no, 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 his contract expired. He's gone. He left as the champion. He would show up at conventions. They were, they, they, I think they moved him into the alumni section of the WWE, of WWE.com. They, they were really playing into it when what we didn't actually know is that behind the scenes, they were negotiating a new contract for him. And I don't know if right now MJF is trying to pull a CM Punk 2011, as in he's trying to negotiate a better contract. Maybe he wants a title run. Who knows? But if I'm right and this is this is a work, then, hey, hats off to them for making us believe it. Well, yeah, they definitely did a better job than the CM Punk and uh, Vince McMahon work. You know, don't get me wrong. When CM Punk left for good, that was a shoot. He was really done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy stayed out seven years. But the incident that you're talking about, uh, yeah, I mean – they were dedicated, but you could still go on their website and buy his memorabilia. You see what I'm saying? Like there were still things where like, ah, is this true? You know, you know, there was still th- there's like they they pretty much took away all doubt. If he wouldn't have come out and cussed on national TV uh, to Tony Khan like that and not been as and like they didn't escort him from the building, which is a big giveaway. Uh, and they let him go on for a while before they cut the mic off. Um yeah, I think we would still be thinking, especially with everything they're doing and how, I mean, it's radio silent on MGAF. Uh, we would think it was real. It was a shoot. 
Yeah, because it, I mean, for me, if it was if it was a shoot, he wouldn't have gotten a half a, halfway through that promo before they would have cut his mic. Right, and they would have had security come out and escort him from the building, you know, and they would have played it off like it. They would have played it off like it was a work. You see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, like it was it wasn't real, you know. They'd say, "Oh, here comes security!" Like they took Sonko out so many times, and blah blah blah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think they're working us, and, and I think man, they're dedicated. <laughs> uh, until I hear something different. Uh, now I do know that the uh, heavyweight champion of uh, MLF uh, wrestling—I uh, can't think of his name right now. Alex he, is it Hammerstone? Alex Hammerstone. That's him. That's there. You yeah. go. That's why you're the co-host, man. There you go. Uh, so he is best friends with MJF. And he is the only one. He was on a podcast uh, like oh, two weeks ago. And he's the only one that's mentioned, well, they brought up MJF to him. And his exact words were, it started out as a shoot, but now it's one of the greatest works in, in wrestling history. And he's pretty, if it is still a work, he he he's definitely uh he's right about that. I think it's one of the best I've seen. I wouldn't disagree. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Uh da, da, da. Oh, also on A and W, uh we had uh <laughs> oh, Lord. We had uh Matt Hardy challenged Christian Cage. Uh and of course Christian uh Cage uh humiliated Matt Hardy. Now the backstory, folks, to this match was basically uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Christian Cage came out with uh, Luchasaurus, that big old goofball, and <laughs> he. Uh, uh, they actually talked about Matt. Uh, they were talking about Jungle Boy. Christian was as, as usual. Uh, Matt Hardy comes out. He goes, "You're just riding his coattail. You're just using him." Blah blah blah. The same old Matt Hardy crap that he's been doing for years. Christian Cage goes off on him about his brother and talks about his brother's addiction, which is real life stuff. And he would never have been able to do that in WWE, uh, maybe back in the attitude era. But I, and I love the freedom that Tony Khan gives his wrestlers. I mean, he literally went off on them uh, to the point to where the Luchasaurus had to get involved, take Matt Hardy and put him through a table. So that's why this match happened. I understand Matt, Matt and his family's ego was hurt. Their egos, uh, you know, made this match, but I, I think it's time for Matt Hardy to hang up his boots. What do you think? So my, so I have a couple of things that I want to say in regards to this angle, which number one, I mean, obviously there's tremendous history there between Christian and Matt Hardy dating back to the days of Edge and Christian, Hardy boys, Dudley boys, and W, you know, classic tag team feuds. Matt Hardy probably, you know, is a great creative mind. And I think he could really be beneficial to AEW working behind the scenes there's no question about it. He, he could help them a lot with that, whether it's with talent relations, creative, whatever. So I'm always going to have a ton of respect for Matt Hardy. I felt that, you know, at least the last couple of years that it was time for him to hang up his boots, that there was just nothing more for him to prove. And, and the fact that he's just so beaten up after all these crazy matches that he's been involved in over the years. And I mean, to top it all off, in my opinion, Jeff Hardy is a guy that's been given way too many chances in this business. And as far as I'm concerned, I want to see Jeff Hardy, the man, get well, just just for himself and for his family. I do not think a major wrestling promotion should ever touch Jeff Hardy ever again, as far as I'm concerned. 
No. But as far as Matt Hardy goes, great mind. Keep him involved with the product, but not as an active wrestler. Yeah, Jeff Hardy, uh, he, you're absolutely right. And here's here's my thing. I like Jeff Hardy, like, as a wrestler as well. Uh, uh, I mean, he's one of the guys that I grew up with watching. And, uh, you know, he was phenomenal back in the day. But here's my issue with this. And uh, I, I've talked about it when Vince McMahon done it several times. Uh, when uh, Jeff Jarrett done it over on Impact TNA. Uh, kids watch, kids is the, are the biggest audience of professional wrestling. You can say what you want guys but there's more kids that watch wrestling than i wouldn't be watching wrestling as an adult if i didn't start off as a kid watching it let's just be uh so kids are the biggest audience that's why they have so many toy belts and blah 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 and they look at these guys no matter how hard the parents try sometimes they look at these guys as heroes right and you can't hide anything in the last 15 years since the internet's got hot you can't hide this stuff. You can't hide drug addiction when they get pulled over for drug addiction or why they were released. You can't even hide when they tape a show and who won the match, uh, you know, before the show actually airs on television anymore. The, the Internet's just blew, put a whole new perspective on the sport. And they've built Jeff Hardy up. He's come back from addiction before, and they have gave him title belts and title shots and blah, 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 acting like he was so cool. And then he do it again and again and again. He needs to be done. You're absolutely right. They need to be done. I hope to God that uh, he gets straight and on the straight and narrow because he's got a family. Well, even for himself, but he's got a family, especially uh, kids and everything. Uh, he needs to uh, get his life in order, and he needs to put professional wrestling behind him. Exactly. Focus, you know, focus on his, uh, you know, his artistic pursuits and his music career and all that kind of stuff. Because I know he has all those side projects going on and they they seem to be a good outlet for him. Whereas whenever he gets back, you know, doing, you know, touring with wrestling and everything, he just gives into his addictions each and every time. Yeah, uh, uh, you're you're absolutely right, man. Uh, He he just uh, and, and I know. I, I mean, I completely understand. Uh, he's put his body and health on the line for years, and he has been through the ringer. I get it. I understand. But you know what? He still, kids look up to him. He walks out and he puts scarves around little kids' necks and stuff. And that, and that is not, don't get me wrong, that I don't think, and I've said this on my other podcast a lot, and I know we don't do political here, uh, but. I, I don't believe anybody, and, and adults are guilty of it as well, I don't believe anybody should make wrestlers or especially these celebrities uh, and the heroes because they're not. The heroes, if you want a hero, you need to go look at the people in our military. You need to go look at the, your local sheriff's department and state police and your local firefighters, your nurses, your doctors. Doctors, yep. You know, sure. they're true heroes. And didn't mean to get on my soapbox on that. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, but you raise a really good raise a really good point. Yeah, you you brought up a good point about nobody should hire him again. I wasn't even thinking that far ahead because I just assumed he's done. But you're right. I assumed he's done. He was done like ten times over the years. <laughs> so, uh, and Vince McMahon, you know, Vince McMahon. He here's the thing on him, right? So he he retired, and I had several people tell me, well, you know. 
they're acting like uh, he was a legend. All right. So don't. And first, I want to make this disclaimer. Uh, if he did what he did, and I'm sure he did with these with these females and paid them off in that, he he's scum. I mean, he's a dirtbag. Yeah, shame on him. Yeah, he is. I mean, his wife should take him for everything he's got. And, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But to not say that this man isn't a legend just because he done that and to not say that he didn't revolutionize the world of professional wrestling would just be a false statement. He's still going to be always recognized as the guy who took professional wrestling entertainment and took it to the next level. He, he is. I mean... Uh, you don't lose those accolades. Don't get me wrong. He's a piece of crap for doing what he did. Uh, all, all, I mean, completely. And he should have been forced out of the company. No doubt. Don't have any problems with that. But you can't sit there and say he's not a legend. <laughs> is, is, and that's my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I'm agree, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, you know, another example we can give, I know this this one's a very sensitive and controversial topic, but you look at years ago, the controversy surrounding, you know, the death of Chris Benoit. And, you know, 100 percent, just completely reprehensible what what he did to himself and to his family at, at the end of his life there. But you still that can't take away from his accomplishments within professional wrestling and the people that he competed in the ring with and, and and not to mention you have to give respect to those other athletes that he stepped into the ring with your Eddie Guerrero's your Chris Jericho's your Kurt Angle's and countless others it's like as much as we want to say well we just want to erase this guy from the history books you, you, you can't like it's literally impossible to do that so it's like just appreciate what they brought to the squared circle but also acknowledge the fact that hey this was a terrible thing that this person did. And, you know, it, it, it shouldn't just be swept under the rug. hundred hundred percent. No, you can't just turn around and, oh, oh, well, forget about what had happened in his personal life. Let's induct him into the hall. No, that, that can't happen. But can't deny the influence he had on other, on other wrestlers today. Yep, you're absolutely right. And uh, the WWE uh, actually uh, tried to erase him completely from history. Like you're saying, uh, I've noticed in the last couple of years, though, um, you, they've actually allowed wrestlers to mention his name again. And uh, uh, I have seen on some of their uh, the home videos that they released on Peacock uh, that he is starting to show up in a few of them. So they are starting to relax a little bit on that, uh, which is OK by me. But once again, I believe uh, I'm 100 percent with you. Never, never should be a Hall of Famer. He should never get that accolade. Uh, and I think that maybe including them in the, you know, like you can't take them from history completely, but I think that's about as far as they need to go is where they're kind of relaxing on it. Correct. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah. So um, before we go, Don, and uh, wrap this episode up, uh, did you have, I know you gave out Instagram. Uh, did you have any other social media or anything upcoming on the uh, uh, Uncaged Voice podcast? Well, that's a good question there. Uh, we are going to, we do have an, an episode coming up that we're going to be recording this week on, well, streaming this week on Twitch. We're going to talk a little bit about SummerSlam and the current landscape in wrestling. But we're also going to be discussing a little bit about our opinions on alpha beta males, which, uh, 
you know, I'm sure everyone has a unique opinion on. So uh, we, we always like to mix up the topics a bit and not just talk about wrestling or entertainment. We like to talk about real life topics as well. So definitely tune into that. Fantastic. Alpha, beta, males. What an interesting uh, conversation. Yeah, I'm going to tune into that. So be sure to hit me up and uh, I will uh, post it all over my social media. Uh, don't forget that you guys can uh, always follow uh, the Kentucky guy or the Kentucky guy 80 uh, due to some idiots having my handle on other platforms. <laughs> I had to put an 80 uh, after it. Uh, on I'm on Clapper, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Truth Social, uh, let's see, Rizzle. Rizzo, we're actually over uh, uh, right at 16,000 followers now. That's blown up. I'm on Gitter uh, and uh, Rumble. Rum- Rumble is another good one for us. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, you'll be uh, uh, hearing and seeing uh, the new co-host on uh, on those platforms as well because I mainly use those platforms now to advertise this show and the other show. So, all right, so that is about all the time that we do have for this episode. I do want to thank each, or we want to thank each and every one of you all for tuning in. And I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and a start to your week. Don't forget tomorrow we do have a special guest uh, with the unknown name uh, that I can't think of. Uh, but <laughs> he actually approached me and asked me to uh, if he could be a guest on here a couple weeks ago. And uh, we got him scheduled in. He loves wrestling. He says he's a wrestling fanatic. And uh, I and Don and, and maybe if Don can join too. We're going to test his knowledge, so it should be interesting. All right, guys. <laughs> there you go, right? Uh, we're going to sneak up on him, tag team him. All right. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day, and as always, God bless, and God bless America. Thank you guys so much. All right.